0: Welcome to the Sacred City Life Podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean. And this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. And joining me on the podcast today is my pastoral assistant, Kevin Noor. Hey, guys. Our deacon of worship, Joel Bickford. Hello. And our deacon of Sacred City Youth, Alex Tate. How's it going, guys? And today, we are going to be discussing... An article, an article and a concept or maybe uh, something that's going on in your culture that most people maybe might not be aware of. And if you are a parent of a boy, you should definitely, it should definitely be on your radar. The article was in the Wall Street Journal and it was a couple weeks ago or maybe longer than that, about a month ago, September 6th. And the article is called, A Generation of American Men Give Up on College. And then it says, I Just Feel Lost. And uh, the subtitle says, the number of men enrolled at two and four year colleges have fallen behind women by record levels in the widening education gap across the U.S. Um, just I'll just say, I'll just give one statistic, and then we can start kind of the conversation to see what you guys thought about mm-hmm. this article. Um, last year, um, I think it is, basically 60% of all college graduates are now women. Uh, that would mean 40% roughly are are men so roughly <clears throat> two women are graduating with a degree for every one man mm-hmm. um that is a troubling statistic it's got all kind of implications specifically now specifically for women because most women uh, most women do not marry below their educational level. They hmm. do not marry below their income level. They marry, they want to marry somebody who's as educated as they are or more educated or or has a greater potential for earning than they do, not less. That's overwhelmingly uh, the, uh, the statistic. And so this means just... One 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 implication here: um, there are going to be a whole lot less available bachelors in the eyes of women in the coming years. uh Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, or maybe a whole lot more stay-at-home dads. Maybe that's the deal. Maybe 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 we see a resurgence in the stay-at-home dad. So, anyways, that's that's you can read the article. We'll put a link uh, to the article in the the show notes here. Um, and this gap this it's a trend that's increasing mm-hmm. right it's a trend that's increasing so more women are going to college more women are enrolling to college less men are enrolling to college less men are graduating from college and that's going to have some kind of effect upon society so first off just from you guys' perspective i know we're all coming from different perspectives what were what was what stood out to you in the article or what, what was what were your thoughts
1: just initially when it, when it kind of got into talking about um, some of these specific young men that trying to find their names that uh, just kind of talking about their thoughts as to why they wouldn't go to college. Mm. Mm-hmm. It, I just found that that what they were saying rang true with kind of theories about college that I've heard as of late. So kind of the rise of... Uh, I mean, we, we've been talking about I feel like we've been talking about it for, for, for 10 years, in a sense, of this idea of prolonged adolescence. But now maybe this new phenomenon of like, well, maybe I could just be like a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I will just hustle in a bunch of different ways. And maybe college is really just for doctors and lawyers. I don't really see how this fits. So then there's kind of like this ne- um, this sort of vague... Picture of, well, maybe I'll, I, I know I want to make money. I'm not really sure how I'm going to do it, but I, I know I don't want to go to college. And then it's sort of this, uh, it, it's, um, there's not a lot of aim. There's not a lot of direction. There's not a lot of motivation to actually go out and pursue it. They're just kind of waiting for this opportunity to fall in their lap. Mm-hmm. That I, I, I hear that from a lot of young men that yeah. I know. Um, so that just, I just thought that that was consistent with people in that age category that I know not across the board but Mm -hmm. yeah sure
2: I just think it's too is interesting in this article they talked about how um the money that you make right a lot of uh people when they're graduating um they may not be making as much money as they thought they were going to be making so it's not that important to go I could just be um working at a, a normal job right out of high school and get paid the same without the student loans and um you know there's just so many stories I've heard from people that have graduated from some of these, you know, elite schools like Iowa, the Iowa State of the world. And it's they're either, you know, they're overqualified. They have too much education, you know, and then it's hard for them to find work. So then they're they're sleeping in their parents basement trying to pay the debt. Yeah. But then also working at some random places.
0: <clears throat> yeah. So that's, you know, at the same time, all this is happening. We but but that does what's interesting, though, but that's true for men and women alike. See, that's true for men and women alike. College costs have been skyrocketing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it and people people will go and spend thirty, forty thousand dollars uh, or go into a hundred thousand dollars of debt and come out with a with a sociology degree, or come out with a human resources degree, or come out with a social worker degree, and then go make thirty, forty grand, right? And it's gonna take forever for them to pay that off. Mm-hmm. But that the 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 rising cost of Education is a problem and is it is an issue. But that would be true about both men and women.
3: Yeah.
0: That doesn't explain the the reason why men are choosing nah this ain't for me. Mm. You know, at the rate of of two to one of, of women. You know, women are twice as likely mm-hmm. to, to go to, to go to college now. So um but you but you are right, like there are um, I mean, you, you. We live here. You can go to John Deere, and you can make great money. Yeah. Right. You can. Ma- and you can raise your family and have a great living, uh, working in the working on the line, working in the factory, um. And you don't have you. You know you don't you don't have to go to to school for that, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, what were you thinking, Kevin?
3: Yeah, I think even um. Some of the the recruitment for other like skilled labor and stuff, the the appeal that tries to draw people in is oh, we'll pay you to go to school. You know, like uh, I have a friend who's in school to be an electrician. And so I wonder if if that's more, maybe more appealing. Well, they're giving me money to go to school to learn this stuff instead of me giving them money. Mm. And the idea, I think, at least what I hear is, well, I'm going to be making the same money that other folks are going to make on the other side. So I wonder if that's a piece of it too.
0: Mm. <clears throat> Yeah, well, I think one of education has, our idea of education has shifted.
3: Mm.
0: And most, honestly, I, I don't think we really value education mm. anymore as a society. I think our schools have been turned into um Basically, where you go to get a certain career. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you go to med school, um, you are becoming an expert in one thing. But you're not really getting, you're not getting what used to be called a liberal arts education. You might have to take a little bit of undergrad stuff. But you're, you know, you're not taking probably economics and you're not taking philosophy and you're not taking, you know, you, you, you might have to take some of that in your undergrad uh, maybe one class in a semester or something, but then boom, it's just right in biology, right mm. in you know all. You're just you're you're just getting pigeonholed, and you're just have to know you have to be an expert in that mm. in that one thing, right? As opposed to education at, in a liberal arts kind of understanding or a, a classical understanding, where I'm coming out as a more well-rounded individual. With this is kind of a cliche. Where I'm not, I haven't been taught what to think, but I've been taught how to think. Yeah. I can now take these tools that I've been given, that have been taught by my professors, and now I can use them in any, any discipline, right? And, and hmm. um, just just reading, and this is what really concerns me. Men are falling behind on every level. Um, reading, arithmetic, you know, all, all, of, the, all of these core, mm. these core realities of, of being a human being, right? And that has negative consequences for their life and for, uh, for their future career and, and for society as a whole, right? So I think there's this thing where, like, we, we're, we're not excited about learning. We're not excited about being an educated person. We only see school as an avenue to making more money, right? Or we only see school as an avenue to my desired field,
3: mm, yeah.
0: my my field of study. And so <clears throat> many men, they, they lack that purpose. Man, this is so complicated. I could get into all this and I kind of want to um, – If I could just name this overall, I I think the majority of this stems from fatherlessness. Yeah. That a father, one of the things a father is supposed to do is give their kid a purpose in life. Confirms them, right?
2: I mean, in, in, in the culture right now, a lot of fathers are not in the home and they're not confirming and, you know, and believing and, you know, Bringing up their kids You know It's it's normally Whatever that system is
0: Yeah but <clears throat> So I've got in my lap here This book Called The Boy Crisis And it's by Warren Farrell And I, I'm i gonna put this In the show notes too This guy did a podcast He's on two but With podcasts With Jordan Peterson Dr. Jordan Peterson And It's a two hour podcast I'd say listen to it At one and a half speed That's what I do <laughs> <clears throat> But Two brilliant guys talking about this problem and giving you a lot of statistics and talking about why no one wants to fix it. It was a fascinating conversation. Yeah. This Warren, um, Warren Farrell, he, um, he is a well-established author. He's been chosen as one of the top 100 thought leaders as, at the Financial Times. His books have been published in more than 50 countries in 19 different languages Um, he's been on all kind of different television shows and such. He's been brought in by the Trump administration to counsel them on this situation. He's been brought in by the Biden administration, and none of them listened to him. All of them said, yes, this is a huge problem, and none of them were willing to step in and do anything about it. Mm. And in this podcast, at the very end, he talks about why why that's the case. Um, Mm. Because when they got to—here's the issue. Men are falling behind. And our society doesn't care. We're in a Me Too moment, <clears throat> where the Me Too moment exposed something real, but as an ideology, it lacks. It, it, it's it's lacking. Like, um, women are outperforming men in almost every every category. And the reason why you'll hear about the wage gap and the pay gap. The reason why, and it's inter- interesting. A woman who's never been a woman who's never been married makes 118% mo- uh, as much as a, as a man who's never been married. So what's that telling you is if a woman never gets married, she actually outperforms her male counterpart financially. The reason why there's a pay gap, by and large, is because of the choices men and women make.
2: That's weird because uh, I just got a question that, uh, that you have like women outperforming men, but men are still at the top tiers of all levels.
0: Okay. Yes.
2: Because if they're if they're you know, you know their else education.
0: Hold on. You know where else they're at? The bottom tiers. Hmm. Here's the reality. Men, when men get when men get become a basically become fathers, for the most part, when men become fathers, they sacrifice what they want to do for their family. Yeah. They're willing to work eighty hours a week, which basically takes them out of the life of their child, they would, many of them, you asked them, and it was something like 49% of men, if you could if you could work less and stay more at home with your kids, would you do that? Yes, absolutely, I would do that. They're working more to make more to provide what they believe is a better life and a better opportunity for their children, okay? Now, that's the choice most men make. The choice most women make is they see this they they say i sacrifice my career to be at home with my children because i realize i can i'm only going to get them for a certain amount of time and so i'm sacrificing my career goals in order to pour into my children for this season of their life and so that that is a free choice that both men and women make and so men are willing to give up relationships they're willing to sacrifice family. They're willing to literally sacrifice their lives. There's almost no female bricklayers. There's almost, you know, men do the most dangerous jobs, and the most dangerous jobs, by and large, pay the most money. Now, that's not always the case. I know with soldiers and stuff, but, but they, they make the most money. Men are willing to sacrifice their body, their relationships, their family to make more money in their mind to provide better for their children. Women do almost the exact opposite. They sacrifice their advancement, their career, their wants and wishes in order to nurture, in order to be in the lives of children, okay? Now, and so men are at the, men are, are at the top, you're right, but that's why, um, but all through the, through the organization, men are not outperforming women. At the top, they are because of choices made. By and large, because of choices made. And so uh, that's why I brought up the statistic. For a woman who's never been married, she actually outperforms a man who's never been married because she doesn't have to make those choices. She can go, she's got a better education. She's probably uh, outperformed him in all kinds of different ways and she outperforms him financially. Do you think that's
2: why a lot of women are uh, striving to um, be educated so that they can be taken more seriously and move up into those ranks?
0: I think that right there is a false dichotomy. Mm that you believe that you have to be educated to be taken more seriously by whom? Mm-hmm. By whom? By your peers? By the men at the top? Is that whose approval you're seeking? Like by who? By yourself? By your parents? Cuz so I think that's a false dichotomy right there. I think that's a that's a fallacy. Now I brought up the other point because men are outperforming. Mm-hmm. Well they're also 93% of prisons are made up of men.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we're winning there, too.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is yeah, another yeah, way yeah. of saying we're losing. Yeah. We're losing. Here's another statistic. Men commit suicide at four times the rate women do. I'm going to pull this up in this book if I, if I can, if I can find it here really quick. Um. There is a lot of troubling statistics when it comes to suicide. Mm. We're looking at physical health there. So economic health. Are we at? Education? I might have. Listen to this. More men in the UK have died by suicide in the past year than all British soldiers fighting in all wars. Since 1945.
1: What in the world?
0: Wow. Mhm.
1: Goodness gracious.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um. There is, and then, and more, more American soldiers commit suicide every year than have died di- than have died in the the Afghanistan and Iraq wars mm-hmm. every year. Hmm. It's pretty crazy, and and basically this starts at um starts at at puberty. the The suicide rate is the same among boys and girls until they hit puberty, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and then once they hit puberty, um, it goes it goes crazy. Yeah, there's crazy stuff like this. Boys today have sperm counts less than half what their grandparents had at the grandfathers had at the same age. And the problem is getting worse. The average sperm count in the United States continues to drop by 1.5% every year. So I,
1: I almost have a question about my questions. <laughs> because I'm, I read this article and I say, wow. And I hear stuff like that and I'm like, wow, these are fascinating, if not terrifying, um, stats. And so I, I feel like I'm, I'm left with two questions after reading this article. One, I don't even know if they're the right questions, so that's why I said questions about my questions. One, what's going on internally, as, as this one person put it in here, what I, see there, what I see is there is a kind of hope deficit. Yeah. So what's going on internally in, in the hearts and minds and souls of these young college-age men that is holding them back or whatever, however you want to say that. And then also what's going on externally because, honestly, the last couple paragraphs of this were, I feel like we were seeing sort of a, I was seeing sort of a fallout of Marxist ideology where oppressed, marginalized were becoming the marginalizers and the oppressors where they don't want to fix the problem of saying, we can see that it's 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 going to be better if men and women are if there's the bound ba- the scales are balanced in terms of who's getting educated but we don't we're not fixing the problem because the school doesn't want to fix it because his, they they want to cater towards historically marginalized people so
0: yeah. i feel like there's external
1: circumstances as well that are like what but what are they you know so yeah. internally externally what the, what's, the, what's the issue here
0: <laughs> so there's a lot of, okay. Like I said before, first off, the number one problem is fatherlessness. Okay. Yep. Okay, and so, and and that, and if if you know if you understand that, then you realize why. Um, the African American male is one of the is the most. I don't want to say I don't want to say marginalized, but underperforming segment of our society mm-hmm. more likely to be in prison less likely to get a degree less likely to be married less likely to be a father less likely to be stable make money all all of these different all of these different markers that you can mark they're the least likely to succeed yeah. okay and that's the case because since 19 i can't remember the 60s or 70s fatherlessness was at 30 percent and now, in the African-American community, it's at 70%. Man. 70%, okay? Now, here's the deal. At that time, for uh, uh, white families, it was at 3%. For white families now, 30%. Mm. So, we've had, a you know, white people have had, had the huge jump, too. So, now, think about that. In both white families and African-American families, the rate of fatherlessness has drastically increased, and fathers, this is a statistic reality, and and this guy writes about it in The Boy Crisis, and you can hear some of the stuff on, on the uh, Peter Singh podcast. Fathers do things that women don't. And, and, and most fathers don't know how they're doing it and why they're doing it, and most women don't even like that the fathers do it. But fathers teach men how to be men. Yeah. Yeah. When I throw my child up in the air... Like, I'm looking at my child, and that, I think that child's going, like, two feet in the air. That child thinks the child is going six feet in the air. My <laughs> wife thinks the child is going 20 feet in the air. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When mom says, slow down, dad says, cool. When mom says, don't climb the tree, dad says, you better get to the top of that tree. I bet you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Right? I joke and banter with my children, teaching them not to be sensitive, teaching them not to, not, not to be wimps and wusses, that somebody puts them down and says something about their hair, they melt into a puddle on the floor. Sure, I teach my children how to be hard, because the world is hard. I teach my children how to do hard things, how to, to delay gratification, that their emotions aren't everything. I teach my children um, how to roughhouse and if, inflict just enough pain that it's fun and you giggle, but not enough pain that you cry. And I'm always working that balance, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Fathers do, fathers. I look at my kid and I, and so my kid experiences a setback my wife says oh I'm really sorry Jab I'm really sorry that's really difficult yeah that's a... and I say "Oh, and I say okay what do you have to do to make that not happen again right I don't just say oh it's really bad and call the coach and think the coach did something yeah. I say what do you have to do so you don't get that outcome again in the future you gotta wake up early to start lifting weights do you gotta work out more do you gotta read more books Do you what do you have to do I'm challenging him to not accept where he is not accept defeat and to push forward and to do something and Men, boys, need that. Yeah, they have to have that. When when they study this crisis, the crisis primarily is fatherlessness. The men who are in the prisons, the men who—did you know every school shooter that's killed more than like eight people in the past ten years has had the crisis of fatherlessness? They didn't have a father in the home. Wow. Every hmm. single one of them. The problem is fathers not in the home being dads, being what they're meant to be, because they are different than females. We we do things differently.
2: But I think too, like uh, a lot of men like forget. I think those are all great things, like to raise your kid up. But then they also forget about the love part. Um, they're showing them that they're you know um, secure. You know m- making them be okay. secure young men. And
0: okay, I'm gonna push back on what you yeah, just said go ahead. <laughs> because everything I just described is me showing love. Mm. The way a father shows love is different from the way a mom shows love, right? The way a father shows love is different than the way a mother shows love. A mother is naturally more nurturing. A father is showing love by preparing them for the future.
2: What what I'm saying too is I I think, what I I don't know if you missed, but I think it's an add-on plus, right? It, It should be nurturing and still all those things as well.
0: It's different, men are not called to be nurturers, right Men are called to be husbands, which means a somebody who takes care of a garden, right somebody who cultivates, but we're not called- we're not we don't do the same things women do, right There is a connection that moms have that dads will never have, like nursing and the whole deal like develop some kind of biological, weird, I mean, that's weird, it's not weird, it's godly, It's mm-hmm. God, God gave it to us, some kind of intimate connection that the fathers will never have. We are meant to shepherd and to lead our children in different ways. And so, for most of us, that means, you know, a, a little more, now this is all, it's not universally true, but it's like 95% true, or some, you know, mm-hmm. so it's very, it's it's up there. That, that the men are more, Suck it up, boy. You're fine. You're not going to be fine. They're, you know, they're, they're the ones more adventurous. They're loving their sons by preparing them to live in a hard world that needs hard men. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah I mean, I, I agree. I just I just say that um, also that add-on is because the more I, I counsel youth kids, it's like my dad never gave me a hug. My dad never said he loved me. My yeah. dad never said that he cared and, you know, affirmed who I was, you know, and all those things. So I feel like that it's an add-on to For those sure. things that you're saying. For
0: sure, and and fathers should, we should communicate that. We should tell our kids we love them and all that stuff. So the, um, so I don't want to say that we're not kind or affectionate or anything like that. Boys do need it. They need hugs. They need, re- but sometimes a boy doesn't want a hug. He wants a beatdown. Yeah. And I, what I mean by beatdown is I mean a wrestling match. Is what I, mean. I don't mean like <laughs> oh, a physical sure. fight. I mean, a, I mean he wants to test himself, mm-hmm. and he wants to see if he can get dad, and, yeah. and he wants that. And that is <clears throat> physical affection. Mm-hmm. That is physical touch, right? Or even playing football or playing sports or doing those things where you bump it. You know, like that, that's, that's what mm-hmm. boys need. So the problem is primarily, I think there's lots of problems. I think some of the educational system is broken as well. But yeah. the problem is mainly fatherlessness and we we got to start there Mm -hmm. to fix it okay um do
2: you think uh, a lot of kids are even trained to even know what they're getting themselves into with college and like the weight of financial the financial weight and like even what it looks like to to get you ready to be there
0: no i don't think they are okay and i think overall our educational system sucks like when you go back and you read Jonathan Edwards and you go back and you read John Calvin and you realized who they were at 18 and the stuff that they could read and write and put down on paper mm-hmm. it's unbelievable yeah. i am ashamed of the education i received. cuz
2: nowadays a lot of kids don't even read books in school
0: a lot of 50% of kids can't even read at 7th mm-hmm. grade yeah 50% of boys right now cannot read at a proficient level at 7th grade it's unbelievable and, and our, the, the educational system is absolutely failing. I'm going to pull up that statistic I just quoted there. Um, page 28 here. I'm going to look it up here. It says like this. Um, so the number of boys who said they didn't like school has increased by 71% since 1980. Boys are expelled from school three times as often mm-hmm. as girls. Let me see, where's that 50% statistic? Nationwide, girls make up 70% of valedictorians, while boys get 70% of D's and F's. (laughs) Hmm. Right? Um, So, anyways, boys are getting their butts kicked by girls. Yeah. But you wouldn't know it by watching the news. You wouldn't know it by listening to political agendas of different people in office. Now, when, when Warren Farrell was invited to the Trump White House to talk about this, they all, every, this is what he said, they all got really excited. Everyone was passionate about it. They wanted to address this, that men are, are underperforming. What do we got to do? And, and they said, we want you to write a speech for President Trump, and President Trump's going to deliver it. He wrote the speech. Never got delivered or never got done. Why? By talking, because the finding was fatherlessness is the problem. Mm. Yeah. And Trump and they, they literally said, "Oh, Trump can't say that." Why can't Trump say that? Because of his failed marriages and his infidelity and how much you know because he's he's been a bad father in a lot of ways, right? Mm-hmm. So we can't we can't we can't draw attention to any of his infidelities and any any of his divorces.
3: So it could have been a moment of. Uh... Repentance and resetting the trajectory was just swept under the rug. Absolutely, that's a shame.
0: Yeah, but then President Biden comes in office, and he has this new um, intersectional idea of getting helping all everyone who's underperforming and everyone who's marginalized, and they bring it to him, and. They and and this is what they say. So evidence that black men are underperforming every segment of society mm-hmm. of our population, and he re, they refuse to talk about it because it would marginalize. Um, it would marginalize uh, single women with kids. What what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, whatever, women 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 with what is the word I'm looking for? Top of my head. A woman who has a child who's not married. Am I looking for a word? Oh. <laughs> a single um, woman, yeah. Okay. Well, anyways. Wow. <laughs> because it would marginalize women who have children and no man in their life. So even though the statistics prove that this is one of the greatest problems, and if you're talking about intersectionality and who's got the greatest issues, it's it's the African American men. We can't do anything about it. We can't communicate it because that would make women that have children out of wedlock feel bad yeah. about that. Yeah, Because the evidence supports that that child needs a man in their life and that's why we're having so many problems in society. But we they, they were worried about losing that vote. They were worried about losing that constituents. So they're more worried, both of them, more worried about their appearance, more worried about Staying in an office than they are about actually fixing fixing the problem. Yeah.
1: And wouldn't this? I think uh, one of the points towards the end of this article, by the time you read through the whole thing, would actually say, uh, kind of prove the exact opposite uh, is true of what is kind of being propagated now as the the woman being this underprivileged, marginalized person. And and what these statistics are showing is actually that even In most cases, it's the white male who is even underperforming his African-American and Hispanic counterparts. And so that really doesn't fit the narrative. If we're really trying to look at this problem, but we also want to hold up this ideal that women are marginalized. Well, that's not true. Women are the most successful ones in colleges right now. Mm -hmm. And white men, for some reason, are not succeeding or not even participating. That's very inconvenient if you're trying to hold on to an ideology.
0: That's absolutely right. Yeah. That's absolutely right. And so, it, you. So, what do you do? You just suppress dissenting opinion. Yeah. You just. Uh, tech, tech just hides articles like this, hides research like this, take, takes it out of the public sphere. You're not hearing it talked about. Presidents won't won't address it because of their own issues, and it's a growing American crisis. Hmm. And it's uh, it's it's really sad, man. And it's and also the other reason they don't want to talk about it is because it's anti the sexual revolution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's anti the sexual revolution. Yeah. This all started with loosening up divorce laws, and I think it's sixty four percent of all divorces are filed by women. Yeah. Now, listen. If if well, Jesus says you know, you if it's infidelity or abuse, divorce is an option. But most marriages aren't dissolved because of that. They're dissolved because of convenience. They're dissolved because we fell out of love with one another. Dissolved because whatever, a bunch of different things. And Dr. Jordan Peterson says that marriage is for the children. It's not for those who are married. Now, the Bible doesn't really necessarily teach that. We're, we are to love our spouse and we do get a lot out of it and we, we sanctify one another in marriage. But what he's getting to is, is the, the, the the reality. A merit, marriage is the best environment, bar none, Yeah. between a man and a woman. This cannot be created, recreated in homosexual relationships. Cannot be created in transgender relationships. The... the, 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 the pe- when people get divorced, the people who lose the most are the children. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, man, I, I think this, this article is fascinating. I, think, I was going to say, I think there's a lot of other things going on, too. I think men need male role models. Yeah. And if you go to a school and 90% of the teachers are women... They're not going to have a, and this has been statistically proven as well, that um, men who lack uh, male role models need male role models in the Mm -hmm. teacher, as teachers and coaches. And so one of the best ways for a man to find that is is having more male teachers. So they even recommend in, in this book that one of the things we could do about it, and that was part of his presentation to the presidents, one of the things you can do about it is incentivize men to go to underprivileged schools and teach there for four to six years, like pay them more. And they couldn't do it because they would be paying a a man more than a woman purposefully, which is exactly what we do in other areas when we're trying to incentivize behavior that we want to see happen. But because it doesn't fit the cultural narrative because everybody thinks that the white man or even just men in general are on, the, are on the top and therefore have privilege, have male privilege. It doesn't fit the narrative, so then they can't do it because they're worried about PR. Just to be quite frank, male privilege is a myth. It's an absolute myth
2: say what? <laughs>
0: yeah, well I mean, can I you love, break that down what you lo- saying? <laughs> I love being a male, but male privilege is a myth. Mm-hmm. We die faster. <laughs> like we we commit suicide at greater rates. We're 10 or we're what is that? 900 times more likely to be to wind up in prison. We almost always lose if we do get a divorce, we lose the custody battle. Like male privilege is a myth. Guess what? The men have to sign up for the draft. The men get sent to the front line if there is a war, and when there is a war, men. If you just look at life expectancy overall, we live less. We we live shorter lives than women. The reason we do that, though, is mostly because of choices. We choose to work backbreaking jobs to support our family. We choose to be to go and fight wars. We, you know, in some sense, if it's not. You think people
2: look at it from a, a standpoint of like. White males being at, in at higher uh, areas in leadership, and you know, that's where that privilege comes from.
0: Again, they could, but that's a generalization, and they and it, it's not true, mm. it's just not true. They've made sacrifices that most people are unwilling to make most of the time, right. They've sacrificed family. They've sacrificed money. They've sacrificed, they've taken huge risks to get there. To get to the top, it takes great risks. You have yeah. to risk everything several times, many times. Mm. Those writ, when you take great risk, you know, without great risk, there is no great reward, right? If you want safety, if you want safety, you'll never reach the top of those organizations. If you want comfort or security, just even for your family a little bit, you'll never Go out there and risk everything, you know, cash in all your your finances and, and to to start Dell computers in your garage. That's crazy, mm. especially if you're in your 40s, you're in your 30s, you're in your 40s, and you're going to go out there and make this huge risk for your family. That's crazy. Most people won't do it, and most people that do it that do do it fail, and they crash and burn, and it it isn't a. It isn't a success, right? So you can't elevate these white men who've made it without looking at the millions of white men who failed, Mm. who tried and, and didn't fail, or who tried and failed. They didn't accomplish the goal, right? But with, if you have, I mean, if you take a great risk, you got a great plan, you got a great product, you've got a solid education, right? A solid business plan, and the sovereignty and the providence of God and Every, all of that work together, yeah, sometimes you strike gold. You know, sometimes you make it, you're a Steve Jobs, right? Sometimes you're a Steve Jobs or, you're, or you're, a, you're a Bill Gates or you're an Elon Musk. But Elon Musk is a perfect example. He's a freaking genius, yeah. and he's taken risk after risk after risk. He founded PayPal, made a billion dollars or whatever it was, and then didn't just sit on his haunches and enjoy his, what does he do? He risks it all with Tesla. And he consistently risks it all, puts it all on the table. He could be he could be bankrupt tomorrow, you know, if some of the, if some of the stuff doesn't work out. He's going to the moon, doing all this crazy stuff. He's taking great risks, and therefore he's getting
2: mm.
0: some great rewards because he's also a genius. Yeah, <laughs> and he capitalizes on on the market.
2: Well, I asked that just because I wasn't for sure if this was a uh, uh, recent or is this like over American history of why this th- these uh, situations
0: are occurring. Yeah, so. Um, it's so it's an interesting topic, and uh, I don't think I don't think uh, we're spending enough time thinking about it and yeah. talking about it. And again, so one of the things we talk about is that hope gap, or that they were hope they were starved for hope. Dads, we need to be giving our children a vision for life, and and the and the reformed worldview, the Christian worldview, gives us all of that. That our kids could be shoemakers, or they could be. Uh, CEOs, or they could be business owners, or they could be pastors. They could do anything for the glory of God. But we've got to help our kid see where he's gifted and see the world and the needs of the world. And, and we've got to help our kids see, okay, God made you this way, and I think you could meet that need. So if your kid is mathematically gifted, we push him towards the sciences, we push him towards engineering, we push him towards these type of things right we encourage him to get his education and and to and to delay gratification and to work hard and we try to get him into a school that's good but we try to get scholarships so we don't have to pay so much or or f- figure out ways of education that he's not going to go in a lot of debt for if your kid is super artistic we're going to encourage that right but that again being artistic that comes with some the, some problems because the gap between the artists who make it and don't make it is ginormous mm-hmm. in that industry you either have hyper successful people like Justin Bieber, or you've got the local guy who gets fifty dollars a gig that plays at the bar every Friday night,
3: mm-hmm.
0: right? And so, with the artist, he's got to do something else too. Yeah, More like, he's going to have to sa- he might have to sacrifice some of his dream in order to get the accounting degree so that he can pay for his kids for, you know, he can buy a house and he can have a family, he can pay for these things while he, in his part-time, he's working on his, his, his craft and maybe he's going to make it someday, right? Or the the artist that wants to write a novel, the novelist, same thing. He's got to get, he's got to get a job that can pay the bills while working in his off time to, to write the novel, whatever. But fathers are the ones primarily meant to look at your kid and say, nope, you're not good at that. (laughs) Mm. Yep. You are good at that, you know,
3: yeah.
0: um, and, and, so, and and that that gives our kids helps our kids see their life with purpose yes. and see God's made me a certain way. I've got some gifts, yep. and I need to go out and use these gifts in a mm-hmm. in a certain way. That's good for the world. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that's the that's the boy crisis. That's uh, this article in the Wall in the Wall Street Journal, how women are kicking our butts. And all kind of uh, areas. And um, so, yeah, pray for your boys. Fathers, love your boys. Wrestle with your boys. Be involved in the discipleship. If you haven't read Gospel Dad, you should be reading Gospel Dad. We gave it away for free. You can find that. We'll link to that in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully you guys, uh, hopefully this this helped you, this served you in some way. If you've got any questions, email me at Dean at sacredcitychurch.com. I'd love to answer them or to address them here on the podcast. We love you. God bless you. Talk to you
3: soon.